Hello and welcome to Kids From Yesterday podcast. I'm Cloda. I'm Courtney. And I'm back from Hot Topic. I had a great time with Hot Topic. Uh, looked at loads of t-shirts, loads of rubber bands for my for wrist. Weeks. For weeks on end. I just got lost in there. Um, <laughs> you couldn't leave. They locked you in. They locked me it. in overnight and I said, you know, I live here now. I live by the skull animals. We, we're just friends now. See, so, yeah, I'm back from Hot Topic and for episode 14. I mean, you've missed two, so it must feel I've like missed a two. big... Yeah, it's been a while. I actually... Can I just say a huge thank you to Danny who did an amazing job with the fanfic episode. If you haven't listened to that yet, you need to. I mean, you need this episode in your life. I'm so annoyed that I'm not even on my favourite episode of my own podcast. <laughs> it's so good. Um, Danny did a great job. It's a really funny funny episode. Like, yeah. hilarious. Um, I would recommend maybe listening to it at work or kicking back with a nice glass of whiskey or tin yeah. and um, enjoying the episode. You might need it. To be honest, because it was a lot. It was really fun to record. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I was like, you know that image, that like meme of like the two people that are like on a poster and then somebody sitting beside them and it's <laughs> yeah. like when I'm listening to a podcast and that's why I felt I was like <laughs> laughing along, but I was like, I'm I'm not actually there. Not there. It's okay. Maybe in future we could arrange something where Ooh. all three of us are there. Maybe that's something people wink, are interested wink, in. And um, if you are, we're on social media, so we're kids from Y Day pod on twitter with kids from yesterday pod on tumblr facebook and instagram yeah and we're kids from yesterday pod at gmail.com if you want to email us with any suggestions perhaps that is something you would like we'd really appreciate that yeah we would um there's only so many topics we've come up with (laughs) (laughs) yeah um running out of steam guys yeah let us know what you thought of the fanfic episode because everyone that i've spoken to like people have come up to me in person and said oh my god this is amazing and told their friends to go listen to it and stuff like that and i'm like that's it. Tell them to go listen to the one episode I wasn't on. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was it was really good. And maybe I'm biased, but I thought it was really really good. So well done, Courtney and Danny. Thank you. Mostly Danny. I was just there to make comments and drink whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> it is amazing though that like the amount of people that listen to the episode, the word spread around because of word of mouth. And I yeah. think that's something that I didn't really realize until I started podcasting myself. How important it is to be like, do you listen to this podcast? Listen to this podcast. And because, like, obviously, that's how... Yeah. There's no, like, platform for us to go, like, this is where our podcast is. We kind of rely on you guys to... Definitely tell your friends if you enjoy it. I think, actually, most of the podcasts I listen to definitely would be, like, 50% through word of mouth. Like, people have recommended things to me or... Every podcast I've ever listened to has had somebody tell me to to listen listen to it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually can't think of anything that I organically found myself... Like, it's, it's such a strong way of, especially if you know, like, your friends, if they were emos, if they're, you know, if they're, they're long-time friends of yours, then they might, they might be interested in our podcast. Yeah, you never know. And maybe there's different episodes that they'll be into. Maybe there's, like, a emo friend who's into feminism who'd like our, you know, our girls and music episodes that we've and done. Or misogyny episode, or maybe you know somebody who's a massive Paramore fan, a massive Yumi 6 fan, or, you know, if they're just in it for the banter, fanfic episode. I mean, the fact that you kind of, I feel like even if you had knew nothing about my chemical romance. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Even if, yeah, you would still find it amazing. But anyway, we are this week. What are we talking about, Courtney? I think we're going to talk about emo festivals. Emo festivals. So there are a good few emo festivals. I have never actually had the privilege. Oh, actually, I went to Relentless when Kerrang had that Relentless tour. Yeah. I went to that. That wasn't really a festival, though. Um, I think it was Good Charlotte. The Blackout. Or Nemesis. Sean Passion Pit, maybe. <laughs> or, no, no, what was the one? The Guns. Young Guns. Young Guns. The Guns. The Guns. Young Guns. <laughs> um, those youthful guns. Yeah, um, I think they were playing on somebody else. I, I literally don't remember. But yeah. Have you ever been to any? Yeah, so I am like a slam dunk veteran. 
Okay. Um, Slam Dunk is... Of course, you mentioned that before in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually been before. <laughs> no. Um, so Slam Dunk used to be in the Midlands, in Hatfield, and in Leeds in the UK. And it started, like, a billion years ago. I think it used to be a club night, actually. And then they had, like, Panic at the Disco and Fallout Boy and Paramore and stuff play there. So um, I used to always go to the Midlands. Okay. One, and, um, like, I've seen, like... I've seen Panic! The Disco there. I've seen, like, All American Rejects. I've seen All Time Low. I've seen, like, a whole bunch of bands. And, like, it was actually great because it's only a one-day festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so you cram an awful lot in. There's all different stages, of course. But, like, I came across so many bands that, like... Yeah. I think the first time that I saw Mallory Knox was at Slam Dunk in 2013. And you love them. You're obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with them. They actually, they broke up. Oh, they broke up they last did. week. They broke up last week. And I am fucking devastated. <laughs> I feel so bad for them. Like, Mikey, their singer, left. um, And then their bassist, like, stepped up to the plate. I was like, because he used to do the backing vocals. Mm. He started doing and they recorded an album. um, But it's just, like... People, not the same. Uh, it's not the same and people didn't give them a chance. Like, okay. everybody was like, oh, I don't like this, I don't like this, where's Mikey? And it's like... It kind of destroyed them both, like... I'd say morale-wise. Like, how can you possibly believe in yourself if people just keep telling you your shit because yeah. even when they haven't heard so it's it's really crap but in 2013 I remember sitting on the ground because I was so tired <laughs> and they were playing and I was like this is actually amazing because I'd never heard them before okay um and it was like a really cool way to discover new music and it's definitely like, yeah, yeah it's the kind of thing that I would love to see more of that like you just have a day where all these bands play and maybe it could be like local bands and stuff um and you get to discover new music definitely because I feel like that is such a, a really like for me anyway um, 10 years ago when I was first kind of getting into emo music a big thing was word of mouth yeah. because your friends would recommend something or you know you'd be going to a gig and you you know Paramore let's say and you want to know who the the support acts are so they, I remember one year they had like Paper Rout they had You Made Six and they had something else and, and I had Scuba Dice one year as Scuba well Scuba Dice they were yeah. Irish weren't they yeah Um, but yeah I didn't know who Paper Rout were Um, at the time I wasn't really into You Made Six I actually didn't like them um, but I knew who they were, so I was like, oh, you mean six are playing? I can't believe I just sit through this band I hate. You know, emo angst. Um, <laughs> I like that your emo angst voice. Oh my God, that was so mean. Like I thing. hate them so much. I hate news. That was it to me as a teenager. Like, you know. You sound like some character and I can't think what it is, but it's very accurate, whatever it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, and... It's such a. I just think it's a phenomenal way of like finding new yeah. new bands. Family Force Five. They supported Cobra Starship, and when I heard that they were the support act, I had to listen to all their albums, and I got really into them. And they came back and they played a gig here in Ireland, um, a couple of months later, and it was just. It, I think it's a really great way of, you know, community emo community. Yeah, it's no, it incredible. absolutely is. Like with Sam Dunk, I went in 2013, 2014 um 2016 and 2017 okay and um I didn't go last year I mean like I have been ill for like a few years now at this point the last time I went I hadn't been diagnosed so I had a lot of whiskey and a lot of painkillers which I do not recommend to anybody it's very bad I was like mess like by the time I got to the like tonight alive were like the the headline act for one of the stages and I just sat on the floor and I couldn't like I could see lights Oh. And I was like, oh, there's Jenna. That's fine. Lights. <laughs> it's just some lights. Actual lights. Yeah, not just, lights. Not lights. Band. Not lights. Lights. <laughs> like, I mean, like, physical lights. Physical lights? Does that even make any sense? I don't even know anymore. Anyway, um, I haven't, I didn't go last year and I probably won't be going next year. Um, no, sorry. I did go last year. I probably won't go next year. Yeah. And I didn't go this year because they've moved out of Midlands. They're only doing Leeds and Hatfield now. And, oh. like, as a person with a chronic illness slash disability, it's not accessible to me. Okay. Like, the thing about Midlands was that they used to do it in an, in an arena. So it was, like, all split up. And there was loads of places for me to sit down that was sheltered. That, like, I mean, it wasn't quiet. But, like, I could find a space to sit that, like, nobody was going to push me or jostle me. And I feel like an outdoor festival is just not something I'm ready to do okay. again. Um, which is really shit. Because I think yeah. there's a lot of people who were really upset about that when they got rid of Midlands. Like that was kind of bring it back. <laughs> yes, I'm done. Come on, listen to us. <laughs> listen to us, not Sean Smith's podcast. 
it's happening. Anyway, <laughs> another huge festival I think that they have in the in the states that I always longed to attend. Warp Tour. In 2013, Clodagh, I had the opportunity to go to Warp Tour in Florida and I did not go. Why? Now, in fairness, it was like... Oh my God. Oh my God. No, it was like, I was there on a family holiday. Um, okay, fair. My brother said he'd go with me, but like he would have been like 16 at the time and like wasn't really into... Like he liked some of the things I liked. So he would have liked like All Time Low. Yeah. And I'm sure if he'd heard Cobra Starship, he would have liked Cobras. Oh, like, that was maybe. the kind of... Yeah, but that was the kind of... Like he liked that kind of like pop punk scene kind of thing. Yeah. Um. And like Bring Me the Horizon played that year and like a whole bunch of other bands and I did not get to go because I think it was more just the like tickets were only like forty dollars. It was fucking like That's ridiculous. Really good. And they do like an initiative where um you can bring like canned goods or something and you get like early entry. Oh cool. So like they had like a donation bank thing, which was really cool. Um so yeah, I really like I regretted it, but also I knew I wouldn't have been able to stand for the duration. Yeah, yeah I would have I always I think it was was it two thousand seven I think Paramore did their first headline there yeah um iconic um like the pictures from that you'd still recognize today the videos they're all iconic um I think va- like Warp Tour it was sponsored by Vans for a long time yeah Vans Warp Tour is it still on it's gone oh it's gone Warp oh, Tour yeah, yeah remember they finished well no they oh finished in twenty eighteen that was the last ever Warp Tour. And then this year they did 25 years of Warp Tour. Yes. So I feel like something. it'll keep coming back. Like 26 years of Warp Tour. Um, I mean, there is the thing about Warp Tour as well is like that's where a lot of the emo bands, like if you could survive all the dates of Warp Tour. Yeah. That was where you kind of got your respect. Yeah. That's where you found like your popularity and yeah. stuff. Like as far as I know from like what bands have said about Warp Tour, it's horrible because you're getting on a bus, you're going to like a field and then you're getting on another bus and then you're going to another field and it's just like you're constantly filthy you're exhausted I can imagine like I, yeah, I, you couldn't do it and like the, obviously the more popular you get like the bigger the tour bus you get the bigger the um, like you got hotels and stuff like it's a you have more budget to do more yeah and you have to be less present because obviously as well like they're selling their own merch yeah like it just seems fucking grueling like to like you know if you want to make it as a band you have to survive the hunger games kind of it's, shit yeah it's literally the hunger games of of emo band the emo hunger games and then there's obviously like the whole thing of bad shit happens at warp tour as well oh i haven't heard any stories to tell well, like there's the whole front porch step thing so front huh? porch step <laughs> was a like an emo whiny shoegaze dude uh, like there was allegations that he'd had contact with underage people um, which we may go into in slightly more detail in future episodes I think we've got a future that episode that we want to talk about some of that kind of bad stuff um, in a little bit more detail but there was like a petition to get him kicked off the tour and there was it's it just it's messy it's a okay. little bit messy and there's like messy bands have been on that and there has been messy stories from the tour and like it just it seems like a really big fucking like it really is like the hunger games okay. but like it's always there's loads of drama around it there's loads of like stuff around it that just seems like naturally a lot. because i guess thinking about it like obviously there's all these bands yeah. who are all hunger game night to Hungry game and out. But they're probably all in like their early 20s. True. And yeah, at that age, you know, you're, it's probably most of the time, most of their first time away from home on tour. Yeah. Um, Especially if like you have grown up in a band and your plan was to be in a band and you didn't go to college or anything. You've never yeah. had an experience of anything other than like being on tour. Which sounds cool, but then like not sharing. No thanks. <laughs> not sharing, sharing a small space with people I like, but like don't want to see every day. Yeah. Like, we have to share a dark basement, right? I'd fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love you, but I'd be like, don't talk to me for, like, four days. Don't talk to me. Yeah. We can't see each other. We have no lights. Yeah. <laughs> we only have the glaring light of the laptop <laughs> here as we record. <laughs> this is all, This is how this works. <laughs> we don't pay electricity. We, we have no <laughs> patrons, so we can't afford our bill. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Send us some I'm tea so, lights, please. I'm such a, so true. Or, if you don't want to send tea lights, you could send coffee lights by going to Gao dash fi.com forward slash kids from yesterday pod just if you wanted to yeah. throw us a coffee we'll, light we'll throw that in there um i think it's like three euro three dollars three whatever your yeah. currency is it's like the price of like 
a coffee. A, a small, mediocre coffee. From? Well, not from Starbucks. No. I have like 3.45. Fuck that. Yeah. Maybe like a, a nice Cafe Nero. Regular Cafe Nero. Yeah. Or even McDonald's. Even McDonald's coffee. Yeah, there which you go. doesn't actually look bad. So if you'd like to buy us a McDonald's coffee. That's, feel free to. That would be amazing. <laughs> okay, so we just had a look um, online because I wanted to see... I honestly can't remember any of the specific Warped Toy drama, but I just came across an article that the title of it, it was from Billboard, and the title of it is Warped Tour founder Kevin Lyman defends festival's controversial anti-abortion tent with I Want to Stir It Up. So he goes on to say that like he supports Planned Parenthood and he donates to them, but he wants to hear other opinions. And I am so fucking sick of people thinking it's okay that because it's only that. Well, yeah, and like devil's advocacy doesn't work because unless it is authentically your opinion, it's a load of bollocks. Like this is never going to affect you, Kevin. Like, well, there's this issue. Like, there's anti-abortion. There's um. The whole thing with like there's you when you Google Warp Tour, it comes up with like remove sexual predators from Warp Tour, and there's like petitions everywhere because he just <laughs> keeps bringing them back. And it's probably just as well that Warp Tour is gone. Like I feel like the idea of it is like the ultimate emo dream. It is the ultimate ultimate. It is the ultimate emo festival. Mm. But it's just like this I is ridiculous. They have, they have a group called Rock for Life and Rock for Choice. He's like, yeah, so he said, I'm a very pro-choice advocate, but I believe the counterpoints seem to be allowed in spaces. And he's like, it's four girls at a table and like people, they're not chasing people down. People can ask them questions. But they did a fucking like poll about like when you think abortion is okay. And it's just, oh no, it's horrible. And like if you are listening from other parts of the world, last year in Ireland, we repealed the Eighth Amendment, which is an amendment which said that, um, people couldn't get abortions um and we finally removed that from our constitution so the fact that it was in the constitution meant that people died yeah. um there was a lot of like actual famous cases of people dying from like septicemia and complications that shouldn't have arisen because the hospitals and our general country were trying to protect the fetus yeah instead of the person who was dying and like obviously if the person dies you can't like it's not viable and yeah. i'm trying not to, to i don't want this to turn into like a I was like courtney <laughs> emo festival podcast Cloud and courtney get angry about abortion um but it's like i am i mean i will always be of the opinion that people should be able to choose what they want to do with their own bodies yeah um and it kind of it just cuts me further that this is like something like having lyman is sitting here going it's okay to debate it's not okay to debate it like you cannot choose it for yourself and you cannot use it you can disagree with it fundamentally, but you cannot tell people what to do. Yeah. Yeah. You can decide that, but you can't make people feel bad. Honestly, like, that's the whole thing is just disgusting to me. So, <laughs> um, I, I remember before, like, there was the whole front porch staff thing and Kevin Lyman was kind of like, there are allegations, nobody's been charged. And you're like, you know what? Fair enough if you believe that. That's okay. There's no smoke without fire. There's no smoke without fire. And also, I think it's probably better to say sorry to the person for you know uh, judging them i guess if it turns out that they're not true but i feel like it's the kind of thing that if there's a chance that this person is behaving in an unjust way you're probably better off going you know what we're not gonna let you be around here and you know we'll revisit this if it happens that you're innocent and i i feel like that should happen more yeah to be honest i don't think there's any he got nothing to gain from protecting him because he was putting minors at risk by letting him be in the festival yeah you know, and even though, like, I don't think he was ever charged, but it's the fact that, like, nobody knew what the truth was. So why would you continue to risk people? Like, I mean, as the founder and the owner and the organizer of this festival, yeah. you have a duty of care to these oh, miners. Like, just... Especially because you're, like, the chances are that these people are coming to their first kind of gig on their own without their parents. Yep. And they need to have, you know, as a parent, you'd want to trust that they're in good hands when they're at these festivals that there's going to be people looking out for them because yeah. it's a known ground for people who are underage yeah like it's 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 made for them kind like of a lot of these festivals like i know with slam dunk they had a system where you had different color wristbands depending on how old you were so you had to show id when you bought your ticket they put the wristband on you and then only then could you even get to the bar and even at the bar, they'd ask for your ID again. So that they had these, like, separate things set up that, like, if you were underage, oh, cool. you okay. could fucking see it on their wrist. That that's yeah. a child. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is a child. Um, I don't know how Warped Tour is set up. 
but I assume if they allowed minors in that that was probably part of it too yeah especially because in the UK or not in the UK in the US they're so strict on drinking age yeah. like they're they're ridiculously strict yeah more so than here so they, they'd want to but on a more happy funny note I thought we'd look back at the Vans Warped Tour lineup from 20 years ago so 1999 I would have been five it. yeah I would have been five a well. lot of you listening probably weren't born that's valid too <laughs> Um, I know. Imagine people who were born in two thousand one. My sister was born in two thousand one, and she's eighteen now. Oh, and it just—it's. I don't like it. <laughs> like it's not like we're ancient, but it feels weird. But it feels weird. Well, like that's it. Like my sister and my cousin are eighteen, and my cousin was like, "How old are you?" And I was like, "25." And she was like, "You don't look it. You look so young." And I'm like, "You're young. I'm not young. What's happening? I'm so confused." Actually, like, just a little bit off topic. But a couple of weeks ago, I met my best friend's brother's girlfriend and she's like 21 and we all you know we're all in the pub having drinks the whole lot of us and afterwards she said to my best friend's brother oh i was gonna ask them to come to the nightclub with us but i thought they were a bit too old for it oh my god cloda <laughs> i was like i'm stronger <laughs> i'm still me. 25 I'm youthful anyway 1999 uh when we were five. When we were five. There is a few here that are, like, 1999. 1999. This is bizarre who are playing on, on this lineup, right? So we have Blink-182, standard. Uh, Dropkick Murphys, standard. Pennywise, standard. Uh, there's a couple here, uh, Less Than Jake, standard. A couple here have Less Than Jake before. who have, like, headlined Slam Dunk. Well, like, on one of the stages of Slam Dunk every fucking year. They're since still going. They're yeah. still touring. A um, couple here I haven't heard of, like, um, Amazing Crowns, Seven Seconds, Grinds, Grinspoon. You'll never guess who's on this lineup. Black Eyed Peas, 1999. Sorry. Black Eyed Peas. I suppose Elephant came in, like, 2003, maybe, which is their first album, Where's Love? But Black Eyed Peas. <sighs> Maybe you're listening and you've never heard of Black Eyed Peas. Is that weird? There's probably people listening who are like, who the fuck are the Black Eyed Peas? Maybe, actually. They don't know about my humps. My humps? That was a monkey. I was obsessed with them. I suppose, actually, Black Eyed Peas... I like. I, I was a huge fan of Black Eyed Peas. Um, before Fergie joined, I'm pretty sure they had a few albums. Not 100%. But... Let me have a look. <laughs> Yeah, they started out in 1992. What? 1992. That is mad. Like, I think Fergie then joined in like 2002, 2003. And that's when they took and off. And that's when they took yeah. off. That, yeah, that's when they took off. That is shocking to me. Yeah. 92. They're older than me. Fun fact. Nicole Scherzinger of the Pussycat Dolls was initially approached to be in the band, but they went with Fergie instead. Wow. Wow. Fun fact, if you know who they are. If you know who the Pussycat Dolls are. <laughs> you know who the Pussycat Dolls are. <laughs> we really don't know our, our audience demographic. Our, um, where we get like, our, do where we, we know them too? <laughs> yeah. Where we get our podcast information does not tell us how old you might be, like your age ranges. So we're just guessing that some of you will be like, wow, that's a good fun fact. And other people will be like, who? <laughs> the Wash. Do you, look, listen to the playlist we've constructed for you lovingly because that'll teach you all you need to know. Yes. All of our playlists are available on Spotify. You can. Will we put the Pussycat Dolls on this thing's playlist? Yeah. Because it's. And the Black Eyed Peas. Okay, yeah, because okay. when people see it on Thursday, it'll be a surprise. Like, wow, I wonder what they're talking about this week. Fair. That is fair. Um, let me go up a couple of years. Let me go up to 2009 and see who's on it. Um, 2009. This is 15 years of Vans Warped Tour. Okay, so skip it forward 10 years to look at the 2009 Fans Warped Tour lineup, which is obviously 10 years ago, but 10 years after. This is the 15 year anniversary, um, and it's headlined by, obviously a lot of these, a lot more of these are familiar to me than the old ones. Um, 303. Jesus Christ. Uh, a Day to Remember, great band. Uh, Rocket to the Moon. I remember them. Attack Attack. 
Dance Gavin Dance and Cash Cash. I they had a nightmare like... about Dance Gavin Dance. What? Like, I don't I don't remember <laughs> <laughs> what happened. I just remember waking up going, Oh my god, Dance Gavin Dance, don't don't, don't do that. <laughs> I have no idea who they are. Like I've heard the name, but I feel like them and what was the other one I said? Cash Cash were kinda like yeah. they were in the same kind of category of like yeah. weird scene emo scene like, emo yeah. music. Um Less Than Jake are there again. Jeffree Star. Do you remember when Jeffrey was like an emo music icon? Yeah. Have you been watching Shane Dawson's Jeffrey no. Star? You need to. I watched the ones that you told me to watch before. Remember yeah. the last thing yeah. you told me to watch it? It's brilliant. But yeah, I, I heard he's doing another yeah. one. It keeps this coming up my subscriptions. The fabulous is... life of Jeffrey Star. Yeah. Like I don't I don't watch Jeffrey's videos. Like I don't know how many segues we've done this episode already. I, I don't watch Jeffrey's videos. Um I he's a bit much for me. Like just okay. generally, it's like I find it exhausting. But I think the dynamic between Shane and, and Jeffrey is really interesting, because like yeah, the yeah. amount of time I spend looking at him going, "This is the same person who had a music career," <laughs> is yeah. so weird. Um, like I just, I can't like I can't. And sometimes he has like flashbacks to what he used to look like, and you're like, it's just a lot. Like <laughs> yeah, he was like a MySpace MySpace a MySpace a MySpace queen. queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I, I thought you were going to say, I, when I look at them, when I keep thinking to myself, I was thinking about how Shane, Shane always makes these jokes about how he doesn't shower. Yeah. It's I weird, like, I don't know. does he shower? Does he not shower? I don't know. I I have a lot of thoughts about poor Al Shane, like, I don't know. We'll keep them for another episode. You yeah. can tell me after we can that. Do, we can do, like, an, an, a, <laughs> a former Emos of YouTube episode. Oh my god, that would be, that'd be really cool. I, I would really enjoy that. Um, Who else have we got on here? Some of them I've never heard of. It's also very blurry. Um, <laughs> Are you looking at a poster? Sorry, I have no yeah. idea what she's looking I'm at. I'm zooming in on a poster. Right. Uh, it's very dark in the Prada, basement. Uh, the you know main. I've heard the main. I've heard the main are coming here. The main are doing a UK and Ireland tour next year. I got tickets to go. Oh, really? The main are actually really cool. Um, like my One of my friends is really, really into the main. And she was like, she's tried to get me to travel to see them before. Mm. But like, I haven't been sick the last few years. So I haven't. And then they announced they were coming here. And I was like, of course we'll go. So they're playing the academy. But they do a thing where if you buy tickets through their pre-sale, everybody's automatically entered into a draw to win meet and greets. They don't ever Ooh. charge anybody for it. That's cool. The like and like John O'Callaghan like really really believes in like not charging people, and like there's been absolute shade of like why would I charge you eighty quid to like take He's a right, with me? Um, I think there's like something to be said for like if it was me and me and my current state of chronic illness. Yeah. Like me touring and then also meeting fans. Okay, fair. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I would. I think it depends, really. Like, if you're gonna do like free meet and greets and then also a paid experience, then fine. But I think like straight up charging people eighty quid to like shake your hand and say hello, I'm sorry, is like it's like two hundred euro. Fuck. I just can't come on. Um, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter anyway. No. But yeah, they. I I've seen the main. I'm not a fan of the main, but I went to see them uh, because my friends were like, we're going. I was like, ah, shall I go on? Um, and I think Never Shine Ever was the support act. Fuck. I'm a real big fan of yours. That's my impression. <laughs> it's the same as your child. And I'm quite been young to you. You're so, so whiny. <laughs> yeah. God, that was, like, that was, what, 15 years later, that's 20, 2008. 2009. 2009. Sorry, I can't. 10 years I'm ago, just, but 10 I'm years after 99. I'm dyslexic, Claudia. I can't do maths. Okay, I can't. Don't hurt me like this. Um, yeah, so 2008, 2009, that was like when Gossip Girl kind of exploded. So like, that makes sense that like 303, because remember Leighton Meester did. That was a cover searcher. Oh. Boom. Who did a song with 303? Katy so, Perry. That's, Yeah. But it was like all around the same time. Yeah. How did I get Leighton Meester and Katy Perry? Mixed I have no idea. <laughs> like, they're not even looking the same. They're both white women. We, yeah. When I went to see 303, they played in the Academy here in Dublin. I wish I'd gone. We had been, we were like 15. God knows why. We all had condoms. Or we, we had a box of condoms. Now, none of us were having sex. So they were fucking, you know, we would not nothing else for to do with them. So we decided, we'd just been to KFC. So we had like sides and stuff. We had coleslaw. So we said, we'll fill a condom full of coleslaw because that's all we were filling condoms with at that age, to be fair. Um, I've never seen a willy. Um, <laughs> so 
So we filled the co- coleslaw into the condom and we were like, fucked it out on the Lewis track because it's right beside the academy. So three of three are like walking in and like the Lewis is like just coming down the track. And three of three are walking in like, hi guys. Hi. Like think we'd all be like, well, we're like, oh well. And then we all like turn straight back to the Lewis track and we're just waiting for it to come along to see if it would squish the coleslaw everywhere. Yeah. I was such a sap. You're like, a child delinquent. <laughs> tell me about it. I'm still bloody delinquent. I'd do it again if I had the chance. But yeah, like the, they were like waiting for us to be all like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> and we're all right? like, well, and just like look straight back at the news track, like waiting for it to come. <laughs> like how dare they interrupt us? We were having, we had this planned out. We we're having so much fun. <laughs> this is what we did waiting for. Yeah. So like, this is just proof that emo bands didn't keep kids off the streets. <laughs> no. Honestly, like, to be fair, my mother was blessed. I could have been up to worse things. You could have. No, you could have been filling those condoms with other things. Yeah, yeah. Like water. Yeah. Throwing, throwing them at people. Throwing but people. I wasn't. You I was just vandalising the Lewis track with coleslaw. It's organic matter. It will biodegrade. It's fine. That's where my friend's nickname, Nicole's Law, came from. Oh. Yeah. Wow, that's stuck. <laughs> Hi, Nicole. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure we came up with it that day. We were like, Nicole saw. Nicole. Cold saw. Ha ha. Funny. That is hilarious. Yeah. Absolute child delinquent. <laughs> Stop. Oh my God. I Actually, we spoke about this in one of our previous episodes, the Cobra Starship video. I still haven't showed it to you. I promise you I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I, I want to so see that. So remind me after this episode. Um, and if you want to sign up to our Patreon that we don't have yet, but if anyone's interested in giving us a thousand euro, I'll show you just to see the Cobra Starship video. We're cool with that. We can um, definitely buy just some light bulbs. send us an for, email. For Dark Basement <laughs> We don't have a Patreon. Send us an email and like wire transfer. Yeah, because... we'll give you our bank details. You're picking me eyeball. You got Revolut because yeah. if you do, then. Um, but yeah, so that was fun. Um, another band. Let's just quickly um, talk about another kind of festival tour that's coming here while we're excitable. Hello, Mega Tour. Hello, fucking Mega Tour. This is not a festival, but it's not a festival. We're going to talk very about it. fucking excited. Um, like the the fact that all three of those bands I mean as we know like there's Fall Out Boy and then there's Weezer and then there's Green Day who own Weezer according to that episode oh my god yeah did. if we get to meet them we can ask them about that yeah like <laughs> hi uh, so do you, do you can you just clarify for us <laughs> do you own Weezer do you own the Pinkerton no you own a copy of the CD yeah um, yeah that, that was that was in what episode was that that was episode that was episode six yes so episode six we were talking about green day um owning i misread what was i took it very literally what was said in the book so it was like green day bought pinker weezer's album pinkerton and i took it as they bought the masters but they actually just bought a copy of the album (laughs) but i was like in my brain i was like Green Day are rich enough to buy Weezer's al- Masters. Yeah. And I think th- at that time, um, the whole thing about Taylor Swift's Masters being yeah. like bought by Scooter, Scooter Braun. Braun had come out so my brain had just like rationalised <laughs> that, okay, it's fair. That's it's fair. fair. They, own we- they own Weezer. They own Weezer. But um, yeah, we're going to see that. And we are so excited. Can't wait. That's going to be amazing. We are pit as well. We got pit tickets. I don't know. I'll just have to like keep people away from me. Don't touch me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, should, yeah. it should be amazing. That's I think that's the first time we've actually had a, like a decent emo lineup come here in a long long time. Like we definitely had... feels like next year is a good year because like yeah. next year we've got Slipknot coming here, we've got the main yes. coming here, we've got Halamagator. Um, it just it just feels like a lot. Yeah. Um, and I hope there's more. Like I'm hopeful that like a few more bands. Like I want more revivals. I want three hundred three to come back here. We can recreate the Cold Star moment. Oh my god! <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, I want Cobra Starship to come back. Of course I do. Um, I'd love if Part More came to came to visit at the end of next year at some time yeah. but again no pressure Hayley if you're listening I know we're going <laughs> to your favorite where's the podcast? album where's the album um, but they have they have said that they're like just, just chilling chillin'. yeah. and that's cool we're yeah. all just chilling like I just break. I wish we had a festival like I know Slam Dunk used to send some bands over here but like the headline acts would never want to travel over here because it was so expensive and obviously next year we're looking down the barrel of Brexit. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, which is a weird thing to care about on an emo podcast. But like, if you are an international <laughs> listener and you don't know what Brexit is, it's basically, in a nutshell, Britain wants to leave the EU, the European Union, 
which is like a, a political trade market thing where everybody is treated kind of the same except there's a whole lot of rules and they don't want to be involved in it anymore but they can't decide what way they don't want to be involved in it anymore and because they can't decide it means that everybody doesn't know how they're going to be impacted by it when yeah. it does eventually happen but the thing is i like only kind of realized this yesterday in that we still have the common travel area so the british bands can come here and no bother it's still expensive though and because like we travel between them so we've got like irish um, okay so this is if you're not from either england or ireland you're gonna be like what the fuck <laughs> this episode is a bit random but basically ireland has a bunch of irish airlines yeah so we've got ryanair and Aer Lingus, and those kind of travel the most between britain and ireland yeah um and then there's like british airlines as well but i don't know what's going to happen in terms of like the laws around those around like competition and stuff so oh, it could cost more money i don't know what's going to happen with ferries um because obviously that's not rc <laughs> between them we've got the irish sea and then the british channel is the british channel on that side or is that the other side Oh, that's the other side between France and England. Okay, so this Irish Sea. Is that the whole thing, the Irish yeah. Sea? I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> that's know. That's Sea. I didn't do geography past junior soon, so I don't know. Um, that's RC. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, if it's already so expensive for bands to come over, I wonder what's going to happen going Fair. forward. Um, I hope... Thought. We'll just have to get some Irish emo bands back together. Jodie on the hit list will be selling <laughs> out the tree arena. <laughs> come on. We're desperate. We're really desperate. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I just, I wish we could get a whole bunch of people back. Like, a, a nice emo festival would be really cool. Yeah. Well, at least, again, there'd be no problem with them coming from the US. A lot of people come from the US here and then go to the UK. Yeah. Like, we're normally the first or the very last stop on a lot of those tours. Yeah. Um, which, which is, is great. Cool. Yeah. Which is really, I think the main, we're the first yeah. date on the main store. So they're obviously... Coming here and then tipping off. Tipping off over to the... Tipping off over to the, um, the UK the other festivals there was riot fest as well in chicago like i know fall boy play that a lot and um i don't know an awful lot about riot fest actually it's just it's the kind of thing that you see i mean this is like maybe this is something you've experienced as well where when you're on like instagram or twitter or whatever and you follow a bunch of bands they're always talking about festivals that you're like i'm never gonna get to go to this yeah (laughs) this is in september and i'm never gonna get to go because it's in chicago whatever so it always sounds really cool yeah but it's just uh, what was that tour remember Fall Out Boy and Pyramore did a tour together what was it called it had some name oh Monument Tour Monument Tour Monument Tour is that how it's pronounced I don't know Monument Tour anyway they had that with New Politics I was in the US New when that festival or when that concert tour was happening um, and obviously Fall Out Boy and Pyramore two of my favourite bands and I was going to try and go to one of the dates in I was living in Pennsylvania at the time. I was gonna go try see one of the dates there, but it just like did not work out. Um and I couldn't go. Like I couldn't get the time off work to go. Um so that would have been incredibly cool, but it didn't happen. Another one, I do you remember when Paramore did the Honda Civic tour and there was like Honda Civic with like Paramore logos spray paint. Yes. <laughs> And like as you know, like in Ireland, anyway, like Honda Civic is like a kind of a joke of like the it's like a real lad car, yeah. like feck your Honda Civic of a horse outside, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. If you if you're not Irish, you probably have no idea. What we might just stick that song on the playlist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Honda Civic, I have a horse outside. What a bop. Um but yeah, that Honda Civic is kind of like a joke thing. So it was it was just bizarre when Pyramore did that tour. It was funny. It was like a two worlds collide. colliding. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? Do you yeah. have a horse? Do you have a horse? Um, in terms of other festivals, and obviously there's Reading and Leeds, which are the big, like... You've two, been, right? I've been, yeah. So they're like two of the biggest festivals in the UK. So yeah. they have like Glastonbury, they have Reading and Leeds, and then they have something else. Can't remember. It's not emo anyway. Latitude. Yeah. Well, yeah, they have Latitude and we have Longitude. So there's like a bunch of festivals that happen in the UK. Anyway, every year. Uh, download that's the other download the yes. other emo festival it's more of. metal isn't it yeah it's kind of it, it's a mix yeah like Reading and Leeds are kind of where you'd get it's your like more pop punk pop, kind of yeah mean like mainstream pop so like I went in 2014 to Leeds festival and I saw Jared Way um, um when he was doing the Hesitant Alien tour <sighs> so sad that was the closest I've been to seeing like, and you've yeah. seen Frankie and I've seen Frankie so I've seen like so 
half of my chem play, yeah. <laughs> which is not not enough. Um, who else was there that year? Oh, I saw Paramore there as well. So like, it was a really good mix of like bands I really wanted to see. Um, because Blink played one were headlining one day as well. It was a really good fucking year for it. It mm. was like Blink one two, um, Paramore and Queens of Stone Age did a co-headliner, which was really random. Mm. on one of the days and then the third day it was like Arctic Monkeys which was an experience you know from me it was an experience okay. if I do yeah it was weird um, but it was like a really good mix and I do feel like those kind of festivals are really cool like they have um, like Rock Am Park and Rock Am Ring in oh yeah I've heard um, they're Germany. somewhere in Europe yeah, they're yeah. in Germany and then they have um, Download in Paris as well which oh, cool. is kind of a similar thing it's like I think they have a, they've had like Slipknot and the one year they had or the last because Danny was actually at it and that was like the last so she got to see Lincoln Park oh cool that year before um, yeah no, yeah which is really sad um, I, I, st- I never got to see them play which is really shit but like it's just they had like cool bands yeah play which is pretty awesome this year Reading and Leeds I, I actually really like the the lineup for this year Um, it was on in the end of August there the 1975 which are I, I like them they get a lot of slack, but I think they're kind of emo pop. You're not a fan. Um, I liked the first album a lot. Yeah, really good album. Yeah, and then I got sick of it, and then I got sick of them. Okay, <laughs> fair. The thing. I really like them. I haven't really heard too much of their new stuff, but I, I did really like the first yeah. album. Um, valid, very valid. I, I did go and see them, but I was very drunk, so I don't really remember it. Anyway, <laughs> that's a, a, a common theme yeah. on this podcast. Very drunk, so I don't remember it. <laughs> um... You Meet Six played um, Juice World, which is kind of going into that kind of like emo rap sphere. And Post Malone was a headliner as well, which is, again, emo rap. Billie Eilish, emo pop. Um, the amount of people who keep telling us that Billie Eilish is not emo. It's like, have you seen her? Have you listened to her talk? Have you heard any of her music? Bizarre thing. So the other day I was speaking to this girl and she told me she had no idea what an emo was. No idea. And she was like, what is emo? And I was like, that's the, that's the question we're trying to answer. <laughs> that's the, that's so I tried to explain emo right, to her. Yeah. And I was like, you know, showing her pictures, like, the fringe, funny, the fringe yeah. basically. And she's like, nah, uh, don't know. What. And I was like, Billie Eilish is emo. And she's like, is she? And I was like, yeah. So it was the first time I did convince somebody that Billie Eilish is emo. <laughs> the first time. Um, but she is. Um, Foo Fighters also were headlining A Day to Remember. I love A Day to Remember. Day to Remember, great. I, thought I saw them at um, Lee's Festival as well. I think I seen them play with Blink before. I definitely did. Or was it Four Years Strong? I was getting too mixed up. Um, oh my god, I've just realised that's why I can't find the song I'm looking for. I've been looking for this and I've just realised it's a Four Years four year Strong song and not A Day To Remember. I downloaded all of A Day To Remember's albums like looking for this one song and I've just realised it's it's a Four Year Strong song. Right. You actually, you don't like A Day To Remember, you like Four Year Strong. I like the boat. Uh, Bastille. Not emo. No. Church's emo. They were playing. Uh, yeah, Lauren Mayberry is pretty them. And so. they had a song with Paramore. Um, well, Paramore actually, no, when I say Paramore, it was Hayley. Um, did a cover of one of their songs on the, like, a Jewish edition of their album. Edge Carrie, Bowling for Soup, the main. Like, it's, it's... It's a good mix. It's a really good mix. And then you've got, like, Of Mice and Men, which are, like, older emo bands. I feel like they were smaller older emo bands like like that and the story so far and stuff like that they were ah the story so far and Park Cannon kicking somebody off the stage that time on work tour which like I wrote back, an article about back in the day that's that bizarre I love how like I wrote this article about like don't fucking do that to people like especially if they're just stage diving and you've encouraged it like don't kick somebody off the stage and the amount of backlash I got which was like would it be fine if you kicked a man like no I'm I just firmly believe you shouldn't kick anybody off the yeah. stage Unless, like obviously if somebody gets up there and starts attacking you fucking yeah, drop kick them yeah like but Defend yourself. yeah he was just being an ass and I haven't, haven't liked them since and they actually had a couple of good songs that I liked before that but now I'm like out of principle I will not listen to you for kicking people Claudia we need to we need to talk about one particular festival we do and it's a festival we've been dancing around for this entire yeah and it is Mars Island Mars Island now this is only something we've recently discovered as well it has been going on for a couple of years which is bizarre like I haven't heard of this but Mars Island is a festival organised by Daryl Lado of 30 Seconds to Mars um, so it's for 30 Seconds to Mars fans 
to go to and you may have seen the photos floating around um it is a lot of people dressed in white and jared leto looking like the second coming of jesus um and people were like this is a cult this is a cult um and when it was brought to their attention that perhaps it looked a bit like a cult and it fucking does like oh he, like God. he look he's dressed like jesus and we're we'll, looking at the photos now we'll we're put gonna these post pictures on our instagram and yeah. facebook and stuff but um they have titled it with yes this is a cult and then like a triangle which i assume is meant to be like illuminati or whatever isn't that their thing like echelon it's like a triangle yeah and like all their fans are called like the echelon um okay so i did some digging into this whole story i really want this to be like buzzfeed unsolved or something like i did some digging into whatever i Uh, love those episodes (laughs) But I did. Like I looked up a few subreddits on it because I was like, this is probably the best place to get some information from the person's mouth. Yeah. yeah. So like you're gonna have fans arguing about stuff. So the the thread is called "What's up with this Jared Leto drama," and it's basically um somebody asking like, "What's the deal with Jared Leto?" So like you may know. I mean, lots of people in this thread were like, "I didn't realize Jared Leto, the actor." was the same Jared yeah. Leto as in 30 Seconds to Mars and you're like he's the same <laughs> he looks the same apparently that tells how old you are because I remember like there was uh, somebody said it tells how old you are it your, te- age. your age <laughs> yeah it tells your age because some people older people know him obviously as Jared yeah. Leto the actor and would go to the 30 Seconds to Mars concerts being like we're such a huge fan of him we came for his gigs right and then there's 30 Seconds to Mars fans who are younger who were like oh I'm only watching this film because I love his music. I did not know he was an actor for a long time. Okay. Bizarre. That is bizarre. So really, like, apparently that tells tells your age. Yeah. So like ac- your age. according to this thread, he has done a lot of like wanky things <laughs> over the years. So like I mean <laughs> that, was a poor, that was a poor choice of words. Oh god. So there's the the situation where he sent a such sust- definition of wanky. <laughs> He sent a substance to Margot Robbie in um, apparently method acting for the Joker for Suicide Squad. Okay. Um, so, yeah, a, a wanky substance. It's actually in the dictionary. Wanky. Adjective. Yeah. Pretentious. Contempt. I knew words. Contemptible? Contemptible. Or stupid. Wow, okay. So, like, I'm actually using proper grammar. You are. It's like <laughs> wanky. That's wanky. such a funny word. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was going for the... He sent some substances in a used condom to Margaret Robbie. Which is pretty wanky. Yeah, pretty wanky. Literally. <laughs> Literally pretty wanky. We don't know if it's true or not. It may have just been, like, a thing. But there is a lot of stuff about him being really difficult. I mean, the fact that he hasn't been asked back for Birds of Prey, like the yeah. Harley Quinn film, they used somebody else as the Joker in that. It's kind of telling. That is yeah. very telling. But anyway, this was a whole thread about like stuff that, that Jared Leto has done. You can find it by literally searching Reddit, what's up with this Jared Leto drama. And he's also literally not the Joker in the new Joker film. Yeah. Well, that's just that as well. Just that as well. <laughs> just that as well. That tells, that tells you a lot. Um, but people were kind of arguing that like a lot of the stuff that they do as a band is very culty. Mm. And everybody is like, no, no, like 30 Seconds to Mars is a family. We joke about the it being a cult. And like this is like recurring things. People saying like, no, I'm a really big 30 Seconds to Mars fan. It's a joke. We, we don't take it seriously. We're saying it. And he likes to mess with people. Um, Somebody was like, oh, from the outside looking in, it's like you see all of us wearing white. And then Jared looks a little bit like Jesus. And like you all think it's a cult, but like it's an in-joke. And you're like, okay. Is he giving out some fantasy? by doing that I don't know and like the thing is I so I'm really into true crime and like like and cults and stuff I find them really fascinating um and I'm sure there are a key like I'm sure we could do a whole science bitch about like behind cult actually let's do a fucking science bitch about cults someday um with this as kind of like a a point maybe we could do like a a, like a side episode just specifically about the science of cults but there's like key elements to what makes a cult um and it's like you know you can hang on i want to look up what they are because there's like the the basic kind of elements of what makes a cult are you have this charismatic leader yeah so i think you could probably say he's the charismatic leader yeah um they the word cult can be broadly this is according to a guardian article about this this is from 2009 so this is nothing to do with dirt but um it's the word cult can be broadly defined as a formal religious 
veneration, a system of religious beliefs, beliefs, a system of <laughs> a system of religious beliefs and its body of adherence, a religion regarded as unorthodox or spurious, great devotion to a person or idea, as well as persons united by devotion or allegiance to an artistic or intellectual movement or figure. So yeah, they're all fans. They're they're. Yeah. No, like your allegiance to Jared Lalo. They kind of said, you know, like people are in like a, an Elvis cult or like people who are really big fans of like Star Trek are in a cult or whatever. Um, but the way I see it is that all these people who are... So there was one specific Reddit user who commented saying that they were a diehard Jared Lalo, 30 Seconds to Mars fan, and they were just adding their two cents. Um... And they said that because Jared Lalo is eccentric and because of some of the lyrics of the songs, some conspiracy theorists a long time ago accused 30 Seconds to Mars of being a cult, in inverted commas, and brainwashing their fans. Um, this person seems to think that, like, 30, like Jared and 30 Seconds to Mars are, like, playing along with a joke, that they're trolling, mm. that, like, he likes the attention and he thinks it's really funny that people think this. Um, and then they said that... Um, the lyrics the uh, Jared has said that the lyrics of his songs mean whatever they mean to you they're intentionally vague and scriptorial to allow the listener to glean what they need or want from it which feels a little bit religious doesn't it? <laughs> but if you play them backwards it says <laughs> <laughs> the, the imagery <laughs> the imagery that they use in their music videos is the same vague but seems to be trying to convey a deep powerful message because of this, many fans, including myself, have found deep meaning in their songs and music videos that have helped them live their lives. This, of course, fuels the conspiracy theory of cult-like activity and brainwashing, which Jared seems to enjoy or find funny. And then they go on to say, as others, as others have said, the Echelon is also a very tight-knit community. I've had some very powerful experiences with total strangers over our shared love of 30 Seconds to Mars music. There's something different about this fan base. We've all taken the saying, yes, this is a cult, as a mantra of how much we care about the music and each other. Lastly, the photos posted on Twitter are from Mars Island, which is similar to Camp Mars, an event held every year. People get together and hang out with Jared and the band. 30 Seconds to Mars plays several concerts, but they are much smaller because it's not a huge arena. It's on a smaller campsite or island, so you get to have a more close-in experience with the band and fellow fans. Jared takes this opportunity to feed the trolls and have some fun by doing cult-like activities such as pictures in the Twitter post. These activities also are a good opportunity for fans to grow closer and share their love of music and their experiences. And they finish by saying, I would love to go to Camp Mars or Mars Island someday. I'm sorry, I got fucking goosebumps reading that because it's... Yeah. Like... like <laughs> can I be a wanky devil advocate for one Yes, you can. Right, so I'm just thinking, there's two things that spring to mind when, we're, when you were going through that. The first one is... Uh, the Daily Mail accusing My Chemical Romance of being yes. a cult and that whole like they're brainwashing kids into yep. dying by suicide and, and suicide ideation and everything like that. The other thing I'm thinking of is Paramore's uh, uh, Parahoy yeah. where obviously everyone goes off yeah. on a boat with the band and like obviously you could say that there's you know Haley is a charismatic leader Jared is a charismatic leader um, the same as we're saying Jared is not Jared Jared, Jared, anyway. Um, but there's like, obviously with this, is there an element of brainwashing and is there an element of exploitation? Because I don't see either of those elements in Paramore or My Chem and their particular Parahoy or yeah. My Chem as a, as a whole, as a band, as what they were being accused of at that time. So what would you say is kind of the brainwashing element of this? Do you think there is one? Um, in this case, I think like what makes it distinct from like a festival or like Parahoy or like a specific thing that's to do with a band. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think everything has like a, an element of cultiness to it. Like you're following yeah. a leader and um, whatever. Like you could argue that's till the cows come home. When did the cow <laughs> when did the cows come home? <laughs> when did the cows return from the war? <laughs> but you, <laughs> you could argue this. Um I think in this case, it's the fact that everybody is on board with the cult thing to the point that they're doing cult things. So, like, they're all sitting around in white. And there's that video that went around of Jared getting everybody to sit down. And that really freaked me out. Even though it's like, oh, this is a joke. It's like, oh, what point is it not a joke anymore? So, is he brainwashing them into thinking it's a joke when it's not? I would wonder. Okay. Because everybody defends the idea that, like, oh, it's just a joke. And it's just a thing we say. And it's like, oh, he's trolling people. You don't know what he's thinking. 
No. You don't know if this is serious to him or not. Like, you don't know him. And that's the thing that I find kind of weird. That yeah. it's like, we all know our, like, our leader and we love him and we trust him. And that's what I find really freaky about it. True, because that is kind of an element of other yeah. cults and they, they trust him, them unquestionably. Yeah. Like, and end up in trouble like this is the thing here so it's like you have a charismatic leader who increasingly becomes an object of worship as the general principles that may have originally sustained the group lose power so a few years ago there was a a tour a 30 seconds to mars tour that was advertised somewhere as jared leto and 30 seconds to mars and it was supposed to be like famous actor jared leto and he lost his fucking shit over this and cancelled the tour because he didn't want it to be jared leto and 30 seconds to mars he wanted it to be 30 seconds to mars and he was so intent on keeping it as this unit mm-hmm. and not about him and i feel like that's changed since fair so i'm like okay that could i mean this is all speculation we're not saying necessarily but i think it's yeah we don't know for a fact yeah we're just we're just armchair guessing at this point <laughs> reading an article and applying it to, yes. <laughs> to the world but i i'm you could argue that 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 is a thing that he um is a living leader who has no meaningful accountability and becomes the single most defining element of the group and its source of power and authority in any of those pictures of them on Mars Island, you only see Jared, and you only see Fair. the fans. You don't see the rest of the band. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you who else is in that band. I can picture one of their faces, but I have no idea what his name is. <laughs> you, sir, the bald guy. I think he plays drums. He's not bald. He has a tiny bit of hair, but you know, he has less <laughs> Lim- hair limited, than Jared. Limited hair. Limited hair. So you've got your charismatic living leader who has no meaningful accountability. He can make jokes about it and everybody's like oh he's just joking there's no he doesn't have to take responsibility for the jokes or for anything yeah um and then you have a process of indoctrination or education in in use that can be seen as coercive persuasion or thought reform commonly called brainwashing (laughs) you could argue again that it's like we're a family it's really close in it like i feel like if any band was to sit down and go our fandom is very close-knit we're all friends nobody argues here nobody makes anybody feel bad would people behave that way or does this need to be like a slow introduction do you need to believe this is a family do you need to feel like you're being treated as a family that's what i'm thinking is it like is it a slow introduction to we treat each other with respect we are a family we do anything for each other yeah and then i get to a point where it's like we're family we do anything for each other so i need you to do this for me like you'd wonder i know your um your friend what's your friend's name who went to power Oh, Megan. Sorry. (laughs) Who's my friend? We know from your friend Megan when we read out the story that she sent in to us about Parahoy that, like, it was quite chill. Like, people could see Paramore wandering around. But, like, it's not like they were kind of walking among people either. There was, like, specific meet and greet events. And there was specific, like, times they were on stage and stuff. If you ran into them, great. But this is, like, Jared organising a specific hangout. Yeah. Where he walks around dressed like Jesus. And other times he's in his culty layer yeah hiding away yeah it's it, it just it, it just reeks of months and i'm sorry it, it, it does, just it does, it does. It now that I'm like, more. yeah it just it just it freaks me out a little bit so um this article says the culmination of this process can be seen by members of the group often doing things that are not in their own best interest but consistently in the best interest of the group and its leader i don't know about that we can't say anything about that yeah. everything we're going on is anecdotal i haven't seen any evidence that people are doing things for jared or for the band um so you, you'd wonder then the third one is economic sexual and other exploitation of group members by the leader and the ruling i don't know how to pronounce that word coterie coterie michael's gonna laugh at me now because i don't know how to say it. like why did you say it like that it's clearly coterie <laughs> um, but we i mean you could argue that to get to mars island you have to pay, pay fuck tons money, of money sure. to get to have this experience um is that economic control is it just like you're paying for an experience you're paying for a holiday basically yeah uh, but it's the fact that to get to mars island there was a, you get to the place where the boat is there are boats over but there are no boats back so you, you had to make an appointment so there were no boats back off the island like if you want i don't know how you got off the island if you need i assume if you needed medical attention and stuff you could get off the island but like you're there and it's a private island you have to book on to this boat when you got your ticket so like, how long is the, is it like because Paraguay let's say it's like five days long you get on the boat and you sail around the Caribbean and you end up back and the you know the holiday ends everyone disembarks Paramore go home you go back whatever how long does the island experience last or like is it like like what 
So it's described as a three-night all-inclusive festival experience. Relax and restore with yoga among the trees. Take a dip in the pool, catch a midnight screening or gaze at the stars and catch two... In- I feel like to catch twice. That's very bad advertising. Catch two intimate performances with 30 seconds to Mars. Mars Island is an experience like no other. Mm. That's not... Yeah, because Parahoy is kind of marketed as this like fun thing let's go party and dress up and drink cocktails and eat pizza woo yeah whereas this is like very serene and very like religious like a lot of cults used yoga and like meditative breathing and then they'd like that's how they ended up with orgies because they'd like get them to do like like controlled breathing and stuff and it was like a sexual awakening or something it was really weird but like okay. a lot of these cult things that I've, I've seen these cult things looked into these cult things now <laughs> <laughs> but the description of this reminds me remember that Scooby-Doo film where they all went to the island like the Tiki Island thing the live action the live action Scooby-Doo film they're both on Netflix I've yeah. never seen them but I really want to and I watched them like, recently oh, Scooby-Doo they, I was like no they hold up quite well okay yeah they hold up like reasonably well what am I doing tonight watching Scooby-Doo yeah but like it just that reminds me a little bit of that it's like this like oh it's gonna be a fun thing and then the monsters arrive um, okay fair yeah I think it's a little weird like I mean what they go on to say in this article is that some groups that were once seen as cults have historically evolved to become generally regarded as regarded as religions um growing up in the Catholic country has probably affected my ability to comprehend religion i think a little bit because the catholic church has had such a like a yeah i feel like that's just a theme of this episode but it's if, if because it's had such a, like a stranglehold on how people act as opposed to just what they believe in and what guides them yes. it, because it's had such an influence on like how we are schooled how we get to, like who gets to get married on like who gets to control their bodies on like medical it had so much influence mm. that like you know if whatever your religion is you are entitled to have that but I feel like the concept of religions just I can't get Fair. my head around it I think I just feel like yeah no like if you were to go look I'm uh I don't know Episcopalian or whatever I'd be like good for you yeah but I just I feel like my entire attitude to it is so jaded because yeah. It's like fair. I can see that. I can see yeah. what you mean. It's really like fucked up my perspective on the whole thing. Yeah, I'm really sure. So even like the thought of like this becoming a religion is a bit like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't like it. It's a bit much. It is a bit much. So they said power devolved from a single leader to a broader church government, and such groups cease to be seen as simply personality driven and defined by a single individual. So it's like, like how Mormonism was founded by Joseph Smith and then that became the Church of Latter-day the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints I just keep thinking of the Book of Mormon yeah the soldier will be happy in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints um, which is a great great musical I've never seen it it's I've, I, I haven't seen any other but the, the songs were oh, amazing okay. and I've seen like clips. clips from it yeah it's amazing um, I would like to see that <laughs> I hate religion <laughs> I can't wait to see the Book of Mormon <laughs> I don't hate religion believe what you want you were fully autonomous to do whatever you want in life um but it's like how it's not about joseph smith anymore yeah like maybe that's it like it's like the church was about jesus but it's not really yeah in catholicism and christianity in general like it's it's not actually about jesus it's about all these other all these other old people um it's like eventually maybe this could evolve to be beyond jared and more about yoga or peace or murdering people as I feel like that's such like a a rich white man trope of like the beard and the hair and the white pure white clothes and And meditating under the sun yeah and and I have reached what what's the peak nirvana or whatever no what's the word enlightenment Maslow on the hierarchy of needs you reach oh like self actualization thank you yeah yeah. Yeah. I just put myself in the nose self actualization actualization (laughs) yeah it's very yeah yeah no it's yeah so this is what they said some groups may not fit the definition of cult but may pose potential risks for participants so 10 warning signs of a potentially unsafe group or leader absolute authoritarianism without meaningful accountability we can't speak to that we don't know what it's like to be around him um no tolerance for questions or critical inquiry again we don't know um it's like from what people are saying about defense it's real like nobody has asked the question of like is this actually a joke to you it's all just like this is a joke we're all joking it's not really a cult maybe we should try and get him on the podcast <laughs> what the guy or jared jared all right 
Hey, Jared, do you want to come talk to us about your cult? What if we join the cult? What if we're convinced to join what the cult? What if we go undercover? Uh, do you have a couple of grand to go no, to Mars Island? if anyone would like to fund our investigative um, <laughs> Buzz project. Buzzfeed Unsolved, come talk to us. Yeah, we, we'll, we will definitely go on holidays yeah. to Mars Island. And... Just see. Um, so there's a bunch of other things, like unreasonable fear about the outside world. I don't know. There's no legitimate reason to leave. Former followers are always wrong in leaving negative or even evil. You could argue that for anything. Like when people are like, I'm not a fan of this thing anymore. People are like, oh, God, they're so stupid because like, why would you not be a fan of it yeah. anymore? So I feel like there's an element of all of this and everything. Um, former members often relate the same stories of abuse and reflect a similar pattern of grievances. Um, Again, we don't really We don't know. There have been a lot of allegations about Jared Leto. There have. And they all seem to be similar and like a lot of the stories of things he's done are, are like of the similar wanky variety like, literally <laughs> literally um there are records books news articles or broadcast reports that document the abuses <laughs> of the group leader yes and yeah. um, followers feel they can never be good enough we don't know um the group leader is always right that seems to be the kind of the the general thing of like jared's just joking this is just a joke this yeah. is an in-joke that we're all in on um, and then the group leader is the exclusive means of knowing truth or receiving validation. Nobody ever mentions anybody else in 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah, like I literally haven't got a clue. No. And like this is like when I read this thread. I know it was like a, a Jared thread, but I also read one about Mars Island. And it just seems to me that that's all this is about. So, I don't know. Whenever if you've been to Mars Island, if there's like a slim chance that anyone listening has been to Mars Island... Um, or you're a diehard echelon and you want to give us your opinion. opinion yeah, we're going to hear. Like, nobody is going to sit here and argue with you or debate you on this. No, like, we, this, just, we just want to hear, yeah. like, what Maybe we're wrong. Is. Maybe we're, like, just assuming or we're, like, you know, I mean, it's hard to know. We, we haven't been there. We haven't seen it. And we've never spoke to anyone who has. So that, yeah. that's what we're saying. If you are a diehard echelon or you have an inside information or maybe you know somebody who's been to Mars Island and you've heard stories, like, we'd absolutely love to hear from you. Um, so you can email us kidsfromyesterdaypod at gmail.com we're on all social medias at kidsfromyesterdaypod um, except for twitter where we're at kidsfromydaypod because yeah, so we you have enough characters <laughs> but like send us a message anywhere our DMs are open on twitter and you can send us a, like a message on Instagram yeah. one of us will pick it up we would love to like either have you on the show or we can like talk over email if you don't feel comfortable and we can read it out in a future episode yeah um, we'd love to talk to you in person though that would be cool not in person <laughs> fly over here and talk to yes. us in our basement no we'd love to talk to you like on Skype or something but we could organise that that would yeah, be really cool that'd be so cool so yeah that was episode 14 yeah, thank so. you so much for tuning in so um, join our email cult yeah <laughs> speaking of cults join our email cult yeah. that is like our fake slogan <laughs> but we're not serious about it it's not a cult it's just a joke it's actually we're just a joke about. yeah it is just a joke um, but yeah it actually if you're wondering where the joke came from it came from episode two um which came first the music of the misery we made a joke about email cults and that kind of stuff yes um but there is no cult here it's just two calls in a pod just two calls in a pod which you must listen to and agree (laughs) (laughs) or else um we will see you next time thanks so much for tuning in thank you bye